Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. Just not with Canty or or with Carlin. Also the ESPN app, also Sirius XM Channel 80, and your smart speaker. She is Nicole Briscoe. Hello. Hi. You have Sports Center duties this evening? I do. Late into the morning. Probably the I'm morning. I'm like hand off to you. Great. That's fine. Because okay. we used to work together. Now we don't. Nope. Right? Because one of us, quitter. The other, me, Randy Scott. <laughs> you can tweet at Randy Scott ESPN for me or at quits a good thing. That's your Twitter handle? Do you know That's weird. what is amazing? I sleep like oh, I at least you. seven hours a <laughs> night. It's two nights. It's like two feel, nights for me. I like feel human at yeah. the end of the day. Yeah. I'm aging like a president and who wants to live into their 60s? No, um, she is at RB underscore misses at RB underscore MRS. You can hit us up on the Dr. Pepper call in line 888-SAY-ESPN. 888-729-3776. That's where we go now. An old friend of ours. I don't know who got him in the separation. I think but, you did. Well, good. I you, wanted you him. You have like a nickname for him and everything. Mac 10. He's ESPN NBA reporter Dave McMenamin with us right now on Canty Carlin on ESPN Radio. And, and listen, we appreciate it, Dave, because we're trying to get some, <laughs> trying to get our feet under us because I wasn't, and I don't think Nicole was either, expecting the Cavs to emerge as the trade partner, the trade destination for Donovan Mitchell, and yet this deal is done. What are you hearing? How's it, how's it resonating around NBA circles so far? Oh, certainly this one was a shocker. And obviously R.J. Barrett signing that extension with the Knicks the other day was an indicator that perhaps the Knicks were not the clear-cut favorite in the Mitchell sweepstakes as we all were under the general operating guideline, believing that would be the case. But with the Cavs being able to build at a relatively homegrown pace, you know, obviously Kobe Altman and company have – made some swings over the last several years, acquiring guys like Laurie Markkinen and Karis LeVert, um, you know, and, and the like. But with the leaps and bounds that they had last year in their program, making the play in tournament, it, it didn't seem like there was necessarily urgency on their front. Um, but when you assess it, you look at a front office that, surveyed the league and said, hey, we have these emerging talent already right here. We have these draft picks that probably aren't going to be all that great because we're going to continue to be a playoff contender for years to come. So why not strike while the iron's hot here, get a you know a top 10 score in the league in Donovan Mitchell, add him to a tremendous combo all-star guard and Darius Garland and one of the best bigs in the game already, and Evan Mobley, who in my estimation was robbed rookie of the year last year, and let's go for it. And uh, to me, similar to the Minnesota deal for Gobert, the other trade that the Jazz did this summer in terms of a a young core deciding, hey, let's throw it all towards the middle and and go for it. I like it. I also like it because it's happening in the East. And like Randy was pointing out to me in the commercial break, he's like, you got to remember – the Bucks are going to be better because East Chris is, Middleton is yeah. going to be healthy, and you've got the Sixers and what they're doing, and the Heat—they're always a pain in the you know what. Uh, and then you have Boston's, Boston's there. I mean, oh, and then oh, by the way, the Nets. So when you take this new revamped Cleveland lineup, like how does it stack up to what we already know exists in the East? Yeah, it's really well put, Nicole. And I think the teams that you guys just mentioned are the standard going into the year. Certainly, Milwaukee, Boston. Philly uh, are probably as locks as it gets. Uh, but then there's wiggle room, right? And you could say that the Cavs could go from being 
you know, the nine of the 10 seed to the four of the five. And that's significant. And with room for growth, right? Like Mobley was. Ah, did we lose Dave? Sounds, he sounds like we might have lost Dave. to start vacation early. He's going on vacation. He's going over to. To Maui. Well, and we he say? kept, he kept calling it Hawaii. And I was like, Hawaii. you call it Hawaii. Like you could just, you know, mm-hmm. but it's, but it, you know, he's like, no, I want to be super local with it. And that's totally fine. You know, how's it? But you were giving him advice on how to get lost in the wilderness. Like the road to Hana. Yeah. Which sounds like a movie. So it's like it's a movie title. Fantastic. So not to brag or anything, but I got, <laughs> I got married on Maui. My was, husband's Australian. So it was like halfway going. in between. That's true. That's And we went back yeah. for our anniversary and we did like the road to Hana thing, but we didn't do the, the tour, the what proper is, tour. What is the road? Oh, we it's got basically the, the whole way around the Island. Got it. Okay. But we did this guidebook thing where it's like, go to the third tree. There's okay. a hole in the fence. Then we got to talk about this with Dave. He's back. Oh, he's back. Dave's back. So, Dave, you were talking about the logjam in the east and pretty much echoing kind of what, what our reaction was, was why give up so much when seemingly if everybody else is healthy, you I don't know, the opening to a playoff spot is the four seed at, at, at best, and that's only if one of those four slip, right? Milwaukee, Boston, Philly, Miami, or Brooklyn. So it seems like a lot to mortgage when realistically you're looking at a five seed in the playoffs. But I guess you can't, you know, you can't win if you don't get in. Uh, yeah, and I think the idea here, Randy, is and first of all, I heard you guys all talking about me and, and talking trash that entire time. I was still on the line. It I don't know what happened on your guys' end. <laughs> Hawaii. Hawaii. <laughs> but, all right, little, we got a little creative with the, with the details. That was him, not me. With the details. <laughs> <laughs> but, but what happened, you think about it, is Cleveland destination city in the NBA. They're always going to be lagging behind when it comes to signing free agents when they have to compete against locales like Miami and Los Angeles, New York, and the like, San Francisco. And so because of that, there's a recognition in place that, hey, this guy, this Donovan Mitchell guy could be a Hall of Famer. Like, we're not talking about an all-star. He could be a Hall of Famer. If we can get him and get him into our program and recognize that you can win here and you can live, live a relatively stress-free life in terms of all the trappings that comes with the NBA existence and, you know, actually have your money go further. And then, you know, you can get real estate uh, in, off a of Lake Erie that's far more affordable than some of these other markets in, in the NBA. Like, you know, Kevin Love's now gone on nine years in Cleveland. And it's become his lifetime home. And, you know, he was a guy who was an Olympian and, you know, had his own shoe and all those things and came to Cleveland with a superstar status and now has found a, a great life as a role player and beyond. He's going to be a part of the Cleveland sports scene for years to come, uh, whether he's playing or not. That's the type of life that Mitchell can have now and with a chance to win. I mean, and Mobley is that good, and Garland is that good. And, and so if you believe in what you already have and you think you can get a guy who's that special who you could not get otherwise. You know, the only time the Cavs have been able to get a player of that ilk historically is LeBron James because he grew up 45 minutes away from Cleveland. And when he left as a free agent at 25 years old, he knew he had you know, uh, some unfinished business he had to take care of. Uh, this is a wonderful move, in my estimation, by the Cavs front office, recognizing all the subcontext, 
to here. And, and quite frankly, even though you say going into 22, we lost him again. Team oh, in the East. Let's talk about three or four years from now when they could be the number one. See, I like it too. And I think when Randy was like, oh, if the other teams are all healthy, that's an awfully big if it is. on a lot of fronts. And it I is. know that that's also a big if for this this new Cavs roster. I think we would be remiss if we didn't talk about what the Jazz have done. Sure. When they yeah. traded away Rudy Gobert, and now when they've traded away Donovan Mitchell, they have turned that into six unprotected first-round picks and four pick swaps. Give me an idea of what a rebuild time like with that sort of cash in the pocket does for a team like Utah. Well, I mean, you look at where Danny Ainge left, right, in Boston, and what they've been able to do going from the big three of KG, Paul Pierce, Ray Allen, and turning that thing over and being back in the NBA Finals last year with guys in Jason Tatum acquired – through the draft and other assets that they were able to trade draft picks that they'd acquired over the years for uh, it, it's that model plus tanking in a year when on the other side of the rainbow is the seven foot three wonderkin Victor Wendembanyama who is considered to have the you know game of Kevin Durant with an extra four inches and and, and that's why you do it in this moment and. Quite frankly, I think we're going to see more. You know, what does a Jazz team right now need in veterans in Jordan Clarkson or Bogdan Bogdanovich? Like, there are more draft picks out there to be acquired. I'm talking to you from Los Angeles. The Lakers still have work left to be done. And if they're not going to get Kyrie Irving, that door has been shut now for a couple weeks. You know, Utah and Indiana become their top targets in order to improve their team. And if Utah now has already pulled down – the foundation and all you have is some, some really nice window dressings and guys like Clarkson and Nibogi, you move them as well. And so I think you could see even more action uh, coming out of the Danny Ainge front office in the coming days. All right. He's Dave McMenamin, our ESPN NBA reporter. He's got what? One more, one last vacation before the season really ramps up. So have fun in uh, mama's fish house in Hawaii and stay it, off I of it. Got any... the reservation from Mama's Fish House. And I'm going to need that little secret you know, Rotohana guide. See, uh, I'll, I'll send you a message. I'm going to vote no on that because it feels like a great way to get your organs harvested. Like, I'm just, I'm good on that. It was one of the <laughs> best days of my life. That, it was so fun. Uh, yeah, the fear and adrenaline of surviving, you know, disaster. Send well, me a message. Off the beaten road. It's like, hey, how'd you get lost for three days? Well, uh, I followed a hand drawn map like it's the Goonies yeah. in Hawaii. Dave, stay safe, bud. Have a great time. <laughs> All right. All right, take care. All right, we're going to put some money in your pocket when we come back, or at least someone who's far more experienced and far more successful at betting is oh, going to do that. Thank God it's not me. Nicole Briscoe and Randy Scott in for the guys. Canton Carlin, ESPN Radio, and the ESPN app. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time 
or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Switching four lanes. What? <laughs> Hold on. What year? Honey, ain't a thing. Ninety. I feel like it's high school for high school for me. I got this is ninety eight. Anyone? Javante, what do we got? Do you have a date on this? Do you have a year? We'll get back to you. That's, I do not, but I'll look into that's it. Jermaine Dupree and and a young Jay Z. That is a young, that might be pre hard knock life Jay Z. I'm not positive. It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. She's Nicole Briscoe. I'm Randy Scott. We're in for the guys. ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. You can tweet the program at RB underscore Mrs. At RB underscore MRS for Nicole Briscoe. I'm at Randy Scott ESPN. Phone number, glad you asked, is 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. You can follow our next guest who joins us on that call-in line, Erin Dolan, our ESPN betting analyst. You can follow her at Erin so E-R-I-N Kate Dolan, all one word, at Aaron Kate Dolan. And you can see her on Daily Wager. Aaron, your your schedule is going to be crazy now that football season's upon us. So thanks for taking some of your uh some, some of your quote unquote free time and spending it with us. Um college football tonight. I mean, week one is upon us, and the backyard brawl is sort of the nostalgic centerpiece of that slate. Uh what's your pick? If you're if you're choosing a side, 7 p.m. Eastern on ESPN, West Virginia and Pitt, who are you going with? Yeah, well, first of all, thank you guys for having me on. Secondly, this is college football week one. And let me just tell you guys something. This transfer portal is making handicapping so hard (laughs) this season. But for this game in particular, I have a player prop that I'm looking at. But in general, I do want to tell you on Cedar Sportsbook, I just found out that West Virginia is the only college football underdog tonight who's currently getting most of the money line action in both categories, meaning they have 78% of the tickets as well as 53% of the money. And considering that West Virginia is going to start that five-star recruit in JT Daniels, who's transferred from Georgia after beginning his career at USC, I'm kind of staying away from the spread altogether. I was thinking originally to take Pitt minus seven and a half, but I don't like that number. So Considering that they lost Kenny Pickett, they're going to have Slovis under center. They did return five starting offensive linemen from last season, which is great. They do have a new offensive coordinator in Frank Singeni Jr., and he has a history of building offenses around that run game. He coached six NFL teams. So for my bet in that game, I'm going with an anytime touchdown scorer, and this is a hard one to pronounce, Abenaconda. He should be the top running back for this team based on his speed, his ability. He's on the Panthers. Anytime touchdown, plus 110 right now. All right. How familiar are you with the killer cookie? The killer cookie? The killer cookie. I got nothing Penn on State's the... State's killer cookie. Got nothing on that. Like, it's Ready Whip, it's cookie, it's vanilla ice cream. Oh, it's an actual cookie? Banana. I thought it was like another cool name. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I asked this because my friend is a, a Penn State alum, and she's like, I'm yeah. ready to go for tonight because Penn State's taking Wait, them. Wait, I'm one of them. T- I'm a Penn State alum. I don't even know about this. Oh, <laughs> she's like a killer cookie, and she's she's also got her family's cheesesteak orders ready to go. And I asked her if she would adopt Ooh. me. 
Okay, a little broccoli rob on the cheesesteak? <laughs> you the ever che- heard of that? No, hot broccoli, peppers all the way. Hot peppers, but a little broccoli rob there at the at the at the train station there, at the Reading Reading Terminal there. I think we're getting you Sorry. don't even like you, brought, ve- you don't even like vegetables. You now you're food throwing into broccoli it. on a sandwich. All right. Aaron's a all Penn right. State alum. Why don't we talk to Aaron about it? All right, so game. Penn State, Purdue, Big Ten West, who you got? Okay, this is tough because I am a Penn State alum, but I have to take the points with Purdue in this one. Plus three and a half. It opened Penn State minus four. It's come down a little bit. So Purdue, Purdue excuse me, eight and three against the spread at the home underdog since 2018. Aiden O'Connell, he's returning to Purdue, and they actually have a ton of starters coming back. I know that they lost their top two wide receivers, but they still have a tight end group that's pretty stacked. Their offense also ranks in the top 40 of efficiency, and I don't question them being able to score. We know they're going to be throwing the ball the majority of the game. My concern for Penn State is just the defense being under a new defensive coordinator. Sometimes that could be difficult for a team learning new defensive systems. And again, this is game one. So I have to take the points. And also just want to mention Penn State, two and four last season when playing on the road. And what's interesting is I'm in agreement with this Louisiana better at Cedar Sportsbook who put down $200,000 on Purdue a plus Three and a half, that would win uh, over $174,000, which is pretty wild to think about. But you guys are so good. I say you guys like you're still on Penn State, but you guys are so good against the number, Aaron. You're so good against the number in September, especially. But under, uh, understanding a I lot know. of that. I know. We is, start off hot. We start off yeah. hot, but I just, I, the three and a half, I can't, I can't lay it's that. It's the hook. It's the hook. She's Aaron Dolan. She's our ESPN yeah. betting analyst. Uh, let's get to Ohio State and Notre Dame. Uh, move up the table a, a little bit, you know, uh, weight class wise in terms of ranked v. ranked top five matchup there. <laughs> Uh, in in Columbus, and obviously you know Buckeyes, it's a heavy favorite. The number that we last saw was seventeen. Do they cover it? Okay, I like Notre Dame in this one, but I do see a lot of the tickets and money coming in on Notre Dame, which makes me a little concerned. Ohio State's going to put up a ton of points, so maybe you want to isolate Ohio State team total and go over thirty-seven and a half points. I just personally think Notre Dame can keep it within this number. It is a lot of points for a Week One game, but again. Ohio State, they are the better teams. They're coming off a season in which they love the nation in scoring offense. They're returning C.J. Stroud. There's high expectations for this team. Notre Dame is nowhere near as good as in Ohio State, in my opinion. But again, 17.5 points, that's a lot. I think Notre Dame's defense will be able to keep them in this game and ultimately be able to cover that number. Um, but from what I'm seeing in terms of tickets and splits like that, it, people are leaning towards Notre Dame, especially heavily on the money line. I mean, there was the last time I saw a couple of days ago at Cedar Sportsbook, 86% of the tickets were on Notre Dame money line, which is pretty wild. Um, some of that could factor into parlays and things like that. But people are also leaning towards the over in that one. But for me personally, I would ha- just take the points with Notre Dame. There's another big game in Atlanta. You got the defending national champs in Georgia taking on the Ducks, who I feel like the Ducks could be great. They could be the Ducks. <laughs> you never know. So what are you expecting from Oregon? So I, fun fact, also went to Oregon before I went to Penn State. So wow, I do love what? 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 Yeah, but Time I out. know. It, it's a very, my college experience was something else. I went to the West Coast for two years, then I yeah. transferred to the East Coast for broadcasting with Penn State. Uh, but to keep this short, I do like the Ducks with the points in this one. They brought back 14 of their starters from last year's 10-4 and four squad. You got Auburn transfer and Bo Nix under center. He reunited with offensive coordinator Kenny Dillingham. And then also they have a new head coach in Dan Lanning who should clean up a lot of the issues that were on defense. 
And then for Georgia, I just, if you look back to last season, they did only score 10 points versus Clemson in that week one. So it might take a few games for them to get their footing. And the biggest issue for me right now with this game is that Georgia lost so many players on their defensive line. And that was really how I feel like they were so successful last season. So that concerns me a little bit. And when you can get 17 points with Oregon Ducks, and I think they'll be much better this season, I, I have to take that in a week one game. All right, we're going to get at another time, another visit here or on SportsCenter, the college travels of Erin Dolan, how she goes 3,000 miles <laughs> from Eugene, Oregon to Happy Valley, just chasing good weather. Um, just chasing uh, good weather. Yes. You know, just like, do rain I want to rain? Snow. Do I want snow? Like, I'm not sure. I love Honestly, she... both was, it was a very great experience. It yeah. was a yes. very great experience in both locations. Like you threw out, I was on the West Coast. It's like, you, mm, you were in Eugene. Like, okay. You know, like you're in so every day, every, every day. <laughs> and you laid it two years. All right. More from Aaron Dolan. I'm sure across a number of platforms here at ESPN. Happy football season to you, Aaron. Thanks for the time. Thank you guys. Good luck. All right. We're going to uh, revisit the Russell Wilson deal as we go college to the pros because that man got paid in where Broncos country. Stop Do it. it. Oh, you won't join me on it. No, Come because on. You said where? Oh, it's Canty it's and Carlin. Tampa. With, oh, no, stop it. Nicole Briscoe, Randy Scott How on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. But first, this from FanDuel. Kickoff football season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Join today to get started with $150 in free bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. Just sign up with promo code PLAY to get in on the action. You can even combine your bets for a, ch- for a chance at a bigger payout with a same-game parlay. Don't fumble your chance to get $150 in free bets. Win or lose with promo code PLAY. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Market keeps resetting. I mean, I guess maybe not completely reset, considering the average annual value that uh, Aaron Rodgers still commands. He's at the top of the table, but... Right behind him, nipping on his heels, is Russell Wilson. It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. Uh, let's see, uh, the Twitter handles, at Randy Scott, ESPN for me, at RB, misses, at RB underscore misses for mm-hmm. Nicole Briscoe. I'm Randy Scott. ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. That is the major NFL story today. It's Russell Wilson getting the bag Again, five years, $245 million extension with the Broncos, but it's that $165 million guaranteed that's going to have 
shockwaves felt around the league at this position specifically, as you said. I feel less shocked about this than some of the other deals. I was way more shocked about the Kyler Murray guarantee. I was obviously way more shocked about the Deshaun Watson guarantee for a number of reasons. But at least Russell Wilson brings to the table a certain pedigree, a certain level of success, leadership expectations. And when you take a look at what the Broncos have done since Peyton Manning left the building— I mean, you counted it up. Since he walked out the door, there have been 11 different starting quarterbacks. 11. And and the names are not, it's not an illustrious list. It's not amazing. It's not. It's Paxton Lynch and Brett Rippin. So you get this guy in the building. You don't need him to play games. You get him in the building. You see a preseason worth of work and you lock him up. No, you lock it up. (laughs) You lock it up. You lock it up. All right. Joining us now on the call in line, which is 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Nick Kosmeider, the uh, uh, Broncos reporter, all things Broncos for The Athletic, is joining us on Canty and Carlin on on ESPN Radio. And Nick, I guess, you know, you look at the list since Peyton Manning and Russell Wilson is easily, without ever having played a regular season down, the best quarterback that this team has had since 2015. And perhaps even beyond that, if you're looking at how Peyton Manning's last season played out. But how did the two teams, the two sides rather, get together on this deal at these numbers at this point before the regular season started? Well, I think that this is something that both sides wanted to get done almost from the moment that the trade happened back in March, right? That The Broncos gave up uh, five draft picks, including two first-rounders. They also gave up three players, uh, including two pretty good starters and Noah Fant and Shelby Harris. Um, so they didn't do all that to only have Russell Wilson for the final two years of his contract. A long-term extension was inevitable. The Broncos were also going through an ownership change, right? They put the franchise up for sale in February. Um, you know, they put it up for auction. And so part of it was waiting to have an ownership group come in because you, don't, you didn't want to like, kind of have this deal done and then have an ownership group come in right after that. They wanted that group led by Rob Walton and Greg Penner to kind of be able to, to take part in that, in that process and sort of, um, you know, guide how, how they wanted that to go. And sure enough, th- uh, about three weeks after they were officially approved by the NFL, we have this, we have this deal that is, I think a good deal for, for both sides, but you know, certainly for the Broncos, because you, you talk about guaranteed money, 165, which includes, um, the the two the guarantees on the two years remaining on the deal comes in quite a bit lower than Deshaun Watson, quite a bit lower than Kyler Murray and Russell Wilson, obviously with a pedigree that far surpasses those those two players. So I think for the Broncos to get it in at that kind of guarantee, um, you know, I, I think they have to feel pretty good about how it ultimately went down. He's thirty three. Uh, obviously, has like you said the pedigree, the success behind him from all of his years in in Washington and in Seattle. Um, why did, why was this sort of like, they just had, they had to do it. Why was that this situation? Yeah, I, Especially given what you've seen from him in the, in the preseason. Right. I think and part of it is what you guys talked about at the top, right? The, the, this quarterback carousel that they have been on George Payton came, uh, took over as general manager after the 2020 season and, and saw a roster that, yes, they needed a quarterback, but they also had a, a lot of building to do. And he, he's done that within two off-seasons, right? I mean, drafted Pat Sertan in the first round, drafted Javante Williams um, in the second round. Both of those are already key pieces of this team, went out in this free agency and signed defensive additions like Randy Gregory and DJ Jones, got, got a deal long-term deal done with Justin Simmons. So he has... He has sort of put all these pieces in place to where this was the offseason 
to go out and, and really try to get his quarterback, right? He had the chance to draft one in 2021, decided not to go that route. Um, and, and so this was the opportunity with the roster that he feels is ready to now win to go out and get that quarterback. And then once they got him, they had, they had to get this deal done, right? Like Russell Wilson ha- had all the leverage because the Broncos gave up all that they did to get him. They didn't do all that so that they could then not get to have him past 2023. So I think it was always inevitable. Um, I think they wanted to get it done now to sort of just kind of clear, clear the table. Now everything is, is purely focused on, you know, that week one return to Seattle and what they hope will be, um, you know, kind of a prosperous future, future after that. Uh, but of course that comes down to, whether Wilson can continue to play at the level that he has the previous 10 seasons. We're talking with Nick Kosmider, who covers the Broncos for The Athletic. And, you know, obviously none of this happens. If there are any concerns with how he's fitting in with Broncos country, let's ride, or any of his offensive weapons, I'm going to keep doing it. Stop it. throw things at you. I'm going to keep doing it. If he keeps doing it, I'm going to keep doing it. We're not Russell Wilson. So, Nick... Uh, what have they seen? What have you know? What no? What have you seen from Wilson with the weapons that are there? Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton, on down the line. You can talk about Williams, even you know Melvin Gordon in the backfield. That gives Denver fans just optimism that this team that was conceivably a quarterback away now has that quarterback. Well, certainly the anticipation to actually see what it looks like here is is at an all time high. I mean, the last time the Broncos acquired. Uh, a marquee quarterback was was uh, a decade ago, back in 2012, when they signed Peyton Manning um, to a four-year, 96 million dollar deal that looks like you know conser- you know relative chump change now to what these quarterback deals look like. But you know at the time he was coming off of of a major neck surgery, and there was major doubts about whether he was really going to be able to play at a high level again. So um, fans were eager to get to see him in the preseason, and that sort of helped assuage some fears the the Broncos this time did not play under first year coach Nathaniel Hackett did not play hardly any of their starters during the preseason Wilson included so that weight has kind of continued now of course there's not these same fears that came along with Manning right like Russell Wilson there's not fear that he is going to be anything other than you know have a very high floor Um, you know you could you could look at last year see some of the drop off the Broncos can attribute a lot of that to the finger injury he suffered to sort of the way that it affected him when he came back, and then they point to the final seven games in which he completed 65% of his passes, 15 touchdowns, only three interceptions, a 105 passer rating, as evidence that the talk about a decline is, is greatly exaggerated. That's, that's from the Broncos' perspective. The question is whether all this can meld together with a new head coach, a new play caller, and sort of Russell Wilson changing personnel and scheme kind of for the first major time in his career um, to this level. that That's what fans are very eager to see come September 12th. All right, Nick, we appreciate the time. I appreciate the insight. And uh, here's to having a competitive football team to cover out there. And I, I have a feeling, a sinking feeling as a Raiders fan, it's going to be a playoff team. So <laughs> appreciate you, Nick. It should be fun. Thanks a lot. All right, that's Nick Kosmider who covers the Broncos for The Athletics. Still ahead, the retirement party is going to have to wait at least one more round for Serena. Nicole Briscoe and Randy Scott. And for the guys, it's Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, ESPN app. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Dean Carlin, ESPN Radio and the ESPN app and Sirius XM Channel 80. Nicole Briscoe, Randy Scott. 
in for the guys. Talk a little baseball. You do a lot of baseball tonight. I do. I'm on this weekend. Well. Padres Dodgers. How's bragging camp going? Uh, no. Uh, the topic of Aaron Judge chasing 62 home runs, which would be the Yankees record, and mm. the actual record in the eyes of some baseball purists. That is, well. Or Albert Pujols. Chasing 700. is not the record. Whether seven, you like it or not, it's not the record. 700 career home runs. Which one interests God. you more? Because the list for 700 is is Ruth, Aaron, Bonds. I was going to say, it. it's three players. Yeah. Um, why do I have to pick? Why can't just, I just sit back and feel lucky that I get to see? Because I remember like the, the, the Sosa McGuire summer, like enjoying it and watching it and sort of having these two storylines play out now. Again, yeah. it makes every at bat exciting. Like every time Pujols came up to the bat last night, and it was you know the tie game, and it gave us extra innings. And like every time, I want to pay attention. And mm-hmm. every time Judge is up there, I want to pay attention. And, and let's be honest, baseball sometimes you can take a little snoozle occasionally. Um, but you know, you I, I you don't have to pick one as judge. more. Okay. No, Judge. Judge. All right, I'm going to say Pujols. I'm going to yeah. say Pujols. Well, because round number, right, also. But also watching an athlete at this point in their career is and do what he's doing is yeah. fairly remarkable. It's sort of like the Serena Williams thing. Like, you got one lash push, and, like, you're giving it all you got. And... Well, are you going into a grandma mode there? Are you like your granny voice? Yeah. <laughs> Get off my lawn. Which sounds like a goat. It sounds like a farm <laughs> animal. It always has. No, but that's my, like... It is. It's the age part for for Albert Pujols. Who, mm-hmm. who knows? We might see Aaron Judge buy for seven hundred at some point in his career. But it's the fact that it, like Albert Pujols can hardly run around the bases. You know what I mean? Like his feet are so jacked up from right. injury because he's been around for so long. That's and why he has to hit home runs. Well, kind of. Yeah, he's like the guy in softball where it's like, hey, I'm not going to run this out. If this nope. doesn't. If this doesn't go over the fence. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm not running this out. But I mean, he's a guy who, yeah, best years behind him. He's back in St. Louis where it all started. He's been plugged into some machine that's given him the fountain of youth over this last month of the season. And the Cardinals are good. Yeah. they got a couple of exciting players. What do you do as he's single digits away from 700? What do you do if he finishes with like 699? Do you bring him back for next year? Does he come back for next year? He said this is the last year. you got to come back. I can only answer that question if it was me. And I'd have to know what was left in my tank. But if I was mm-hmm. sitting at 699, I would beg. I'd play for free to get to 700. I... Yeah, play for free? Yeah, I, don't know. I would. But to be the fourth on that list, to be in that group and be a legit member of that group. All right, Canty and Carlin, more on the way. Our first meeting is a memorable one. Serena Williams just supreme in the final set when she had to be. Rolling back the years, vintage. The underdog in this match tonight, she just absolutely grabbed it away from the number two player in the world. Yeah, that was it. Imposing her will, grabbing it away. Anytime you hear that phrase and you hear it across sports, it's certainly not just tennis, it's it's everywhere, but the whole, like, you, you can impose the will on the, on the defense, oppose his will on the opponent, his or her will. You saw it last night. You saw it happen. Like, there was this point in the second set where you know she was giving it a go, and when it's like you almost saw her say to herself, okay, let's just let this get, let, let it end, and I'm going to get to the third, and she took her break, and she came back out, and her face had changed. 
she had a she had a look on her face where I was like, thank God I'm not standing across <laughs> from her because she was determined. And I yeah. think you can think of like Kobe in his final game, Derek Jeter. When you see an athlete who's like coming to an end and you, like, you know, it's around the corner, whether she comes out and says, yep, this is absolutely it or not. You know, it's coming to an end just because she Father Time much. doesn't lose either. Yeah, yeah. To see them pull out one last like great run and the vibe last night was incredible. So, okay, it's Kanti Carl and ESPN Radio, ESPN app. She's Nicole Briscoe. It was a who's who. I'm Randy Scott. Well, the show's not a who's who, but, no, but you and I. Yeah. Well, we were talking. I, I, you asked me, so did you get to watch some of it? I got to see it, but I didn't get to hear it because I was out. You- I felt bad for Annette. Because every time she did something good, it was just, you could hear a pin drop. And every time Serena did something good, even if it was just like remotely good, like it would just roar. And it was everyone from, I mean, obviously Tiger got a lot of attention because he was in her box right down the way from, from Venus and like the fist pump. It was like he was winning the Masters all over again. But Anna Wintour, the, you know, Devil Wars Prada, like, yeah. she was there. Like um, I'm losing track single, of well, it was single like, name fame, Spike, Tiger, yes. like all. You know what I mean? Like that's like, watching Serena. We wanted Serena, to do a thing last night. We were like, just circle how many yeah. faces we knew, even if we didn't know the names. We're like, oh no, that's the guy from Blackish or whatever. Like there were just so many faces there to see yeah. her. Now, my question for you is this: I understand the the concept of like going out tonight and playing doubles with her sister and playing and getting in more reps. Okay, I think but I know where she you're played going. a three setter last night. Uh huh. And you have a chance to make a run at the U.S. Open. You got to play again for your singles match on Friday. Is it worth it going out there on what is an older, yeah, body? Well, she's going to play the fifteenth ranked player in the world in her next stop. You know what I mean? In her in her, in her next match, like, like it's not going to get any easier. You're no. just going to get more tired. There's like accumulative fatigue. Yeah. And I I just I mean I want to see her play tonight. I, I I'm that selfish fan where I'm like give me all the Serena all the time, but I want to see her make it to the end. I want this to be 24. Nobody remembers the doubles champ. I'm no! sorry. All due respect to those who have won it, you know. Like, oh, well she lost in singles but she won doubles. No, I don't I'm care. Sorry. No, no, we're here for we're here for singles. We're here this is a selfish Serena train. Let's hear from Serena. Uh let's see. This is with this was funny with Mary Jo Fernandez. How how'd you do it? How'd you beat the number 2 player in the world? Well, I'm a pretty good player. <laughs> uh, you know, I, this is what I do best. I love a challenge and I'm rising to the challenge. And um, yeah, I haven't played many matches, but I, I've been practicing really well. And my last few matches, it just wasn't coming together. I'm like, but this isn't me. Um, and, you know, the last couple matches here in New York, it's really come together. Maybe I should have traveled with you all for all those years. Yeah, the crowd. I mean, but she's Tremendous. she's been able. Now there is something that just hits different about a U.S. Open crowd, but but she is someone who can command that energy around the world. Um, I don't know. I you know, Renee Stubbs was our ESPN tennis is our ESPN tennis analyst. She was on with Keyshawn Jable and Max. She described the environment like this. I mean, this atmosphere from the first moment she walked on the court is something that I it's just uh, it's indescribable I, I've never been in a tennis stadium or an environment like this certainly in certain finals from time to time it's been unbelievable but this this it's different this year is different the embrace that she's getting and the love she's getting from the crowd and just oh it's uh I'm, I'm very honored I'm very honored to be in that stadium watching her play she said I have a, I've had a target on my back 
in this stadium since 1999, and I'm yeah. here now. I've got nothing to lose, nothing but success to gain. And she's like, she's got incredible perspective about this point in her life. And yeah. I just, let's just have fun with it. Yeah. yeah. More Canty and Carlin on the way on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app.